Art Talk, a place where artists talk about art things and stuff about creativity to help you do art stuff too. Fucking hell, so here we are. You sound really good on a microphone. Hey, you sound sexy, <laughs> man. Hey, man, how are you going? This isn't your first time, is it? It's my first podcast. Mm. I've been saving it for this. Like, seriously, it's the amount of people that have wanted me to jump on and talk shit with them and for some reason, and not for any reason in particular, I just felt like I was never drawn to... Talk on other people's podcasts. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> but, but not because I thought that I was going to potentially, you know, embark on my own podcast journey or not. I think it was... I don't know, maybe maybe it was, I don't know. But yeah, we're here and it's going to be heaps of fun. We should introduce the podcast. It was Art Talk, right? We're going to t- call it Art Talk. Well, Art Talk is, yeah, and, and where that idea kind of initially came from was when we launched the MitchRevs.com website. I had plans of having a tab on there that was called Art Talk and it was basically a place where we could talk about our artistic and creative journeys and interview not only artists, but as painters, I mean, but artists of all kinds, so musicians and makers, creators, sculptors, artists of all genres, you know what I mean? So it's nice that we've kind of kept it for this special moment where we get to talk to our audience as opposed to just type it on a computer and let them read it visually. It's nice for them to hear it. Yeah, for sure. I've been really passionate about this form of content for a long time. I had my own podcast for a while as well. And I think it's going to be really cool for, you know, I've come on board and started working with you and we've been sharing our stories with each other. And I think we've both got pretty cool stories. So as this develops, Newcastle's got some incredible creatives and we'll be able to bring them on and have conversations with those people as well. Yeah, for sure. I even just like walking here from where I parked my car, um, I ran into Brittany Ferns, who's someone that we look after at the gallery, and she was like, hey, what are you doing around here? And I was like, oh, I'm actually just heading to the podcast station. And she was like looking at me like, why are you going to the podcast station? And I was like, well, maybe we'll have you on there in a couple of weeks. So, you know, it's already opening doors, and I think it's going to be a great platform. There's lots to talk about. I've got lots of stories to share, and I know you do as well, Sean. So hopefully we can give people an insight into what we do and you know what we're trying to achieve in the in the art world and and just have a lot of fun with it you can just introduce yourself and then i'll do the same my name is mitch revs and i'm a maker illustrator muralist i guess that's kind of what i'm most known for my style of art is definitely very coastal cartoon kind of vibe i love creativity of all forms what about you sean i'm sean wood yeah i come in from a total different area i'm an athlete or I've had a career as an athlete in a pretty niche sport called parkour but the French actually call it the art of movement or art de placement or some French word and so even within our sport the word art is very heavily associated and the deeper philosophy of parkour really expresses parkour as an expression of your creativity. Yeah I love that. And even though it's this at its roots it's about efficiency as the sports developed it's creativity that's made it mass appeal so i've always kind of felt like an artist and while using my body and so we met through some work in the last couple months and we resonated and and started talking and the more that i talked to you and got to know you i started to really grow into that and go yeah i am an artist you know and so yeah i had a big career in parkour started a team called team farang started a clothing company and then through some some stories that we'll probably share during this podcast at some point, I've ended up 
I grew up on the in Newcastle and I ended up back here in Newcastle and I'm just living and loving the Newcastle life. And I love that. Still doing parkour, but now working with you at the gallery or working for you at the gallery. And we're here to tell some cool stories. No, we're working together. You're not working for me. This is a collaboration. That's how I like to call it. Parkour for me, I'd love to learn more about that because the first time that I kind of saw this free running style of movement was on Instagram. You see those crazy guys that are just jumping off rooftops that are like, you know, they've got head cameras on and and you're looking at the ground or where from where they are yeah, and the you point can't of even view. see it they're above the clouds you know and yeah i think you guys are mad and absolutely outrageous but you know it's going to be cool for you to share your story and and all the things that have happened along the way the interesting thing for me or what comes up for me there is because it's such an aesthetic discipline as well it looks cool it's why it gets that's why it pops up on your recommended yeah, yeah. feed on facebook it's because it, it looks cool and so what you find with with parkour athletes is they it's like becomes 50% the movement, but also 50% capturing it as well. So, you, yeah. you quite often get parkour athletes that also identify as photographers and videographers. What's excited me about my journey is through doing this, and this is where I think there'll be some stuff to share to other creatives and that there'll be stuff to take away for everyone from my own personal journeys. I started doing this sport of parkour with this intention of being a good athlete. And through it, I learned all these skills, which was photography, video, marketing, and as my career as a parkour athlete was starting to dwindle down, you know, I'm 32 now, I can still perform at a high level, but it's not my highest objective to be the best parkour and the athlete in the world anymore. But then these skills that I learned through the sport itself have led me to be able to work with you as your head of marketing and digital strategist. So, I took this career path that a lot of people told me was going to lead to broken bones and my knees not working. And I learned all these skills and then suddenly I'm the head of marketing at the Newcastle show. Of course. And yeah. I didn't go to university and I lived essentially the creative life. I spent eight years traveling the world doing the sport I loved. And then I still did end up in that career that if I'd taken the other path, which a lot of people do as a safe option, I would still have been in the same place. So, I got to live my dream life while also being able to have the secure job at the end of it. And I think there's something that some people that are maybe at the start of their journey and a bit scared about not going to university. I'm not saying don't go to university. I think it's a great path, but there is an alternative way. Does that resonate with you at all? Absolutely. And that's probably one of the biggest things that I get asked on social media is where was I taught art? And for me, I'm also self-taught straight out of high school and I just started making my own things. I remember doing markets and selling little glass bottles with rolled up notes in there and like just I was always trying to look for the next not the next thing but just it was about pushing me creatively and it, it didn't matter what the art form was it was just the art of creating and that's something that I carry through my life now and it's something that I'm trying to share with the younger generation and older generation as well um, we run a lot of workshops in the gallery Pino Picasso is you know an 18 plus workshop it's a paint sip right so yeah. we're teaching people how to how to paint and how to have a good time and most of these people that come along to the gallery they're like oh, they're, they're already got doubt in their mind they're saying oh you know my artworks aren't going to be that great so maybe don't don't come around my side of the table but what we're trying to teach people is it's not about being the best art is just about expression and having a good time and that's why we're trying to do the same with our decked out workshops someone needs to move the car and you parked it in the middle of nowhere oh. how do you park it all the way in okay sorry the guys there with the van. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sorry mate <laughs> can i park it in yeah park it all the way in okay. sorry mate. that's fine no worries no problem at all <laughs> 
I feel like it's going good though. Oh, that's good. How are you feeling? Good? Yeah, still yeah, a bit like... Yeah. But yeah, good. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's exciting. I don't know what's going to come of it, you know? All right, we had a small technical difficulty there. Technical difficulty. <laughs> Sean didn't fucking park his car far enough <laughs> off the driveway, so... <laughs> yeah, okay. Just had to go and move it. But right. um, where were we at? Do you want a coffee? Oh, coffee. Yeah. That's a yes. That's a hard yes. Thank you. Thank you, Mel Sergeant. We'll have coffee. Long black with milk. I'll have a cold brew black. How's that? Coffee service where we record a podcast. Cold brew and what? A black cold brew. Yep. And a hot long black. Okay, cool. Art talk. We talk art here and we create it at mitchrevs.com. Yeah, I think we would like to add value with this podcast. We'd like to help young creatives, young people that are on the journey. Maybe they consider themselves... I don't know if you've heard anything from a guy called um, Seth Godin. He has this term he calls linchpin, and it's kind of what it means to be a young creative. He comes from a marketing background, so he his whole sort of thing is that everyone that is sort of a millennial down needs to understand marketing these days, right? Yeah. Because we live in this uh, world of personal brand, and we all have followings now. It's this first time in history that everyone has a couple hundred followers. Yeah, it's crazy. So, we all show up in the world as creatives. We're all trying to show our best version of ourselves, And we're moving from this, like, industrial production materialist outlook in the world where we go to school and we go to university and we're taught to be production workers essentially and we're moving into this world where we're all creatives and the tangible skill is going to be diversity of skill set you know and the artist mindset is perfect for that because when you learn to create you're learning to be a great generalist right for sure and so there's this term called linchpin and I, I kind of resonate with that and getting to know you, you're definitely a linchpin as well. One of the things I like about our collaboration so far is I have a marketing mindset and you do. I've done it because I've taught myself it and I feel like you intuitively have it, right? I can rattle off all these books that I've read and a lot of the time in these books, they're talking about you <laughs> and I've like learned the skill and you've just been the skill. And so, yeah, I, I, I see that we're both linchpins and then with the collaboration, I can come in. We did it on the weekend. We've got some new decked out coming in and there was some super technical stuff that we needed to do with the website. And then I was like, okay, we need some tiles. We need to create the artwork for it. And so, you're working away doing the artwork. I'm fixing the website and we're just doing it all ourselves. Yeah. The other thing I guess to relate to that is a lot of people don't have that second person to bounce off. So, mm-hmm. if you are a listener and you're going, yeah, this is great and like, you know, you guys have the the ability to bounce off each other and work together. If you're just on your own, you're a sole trader, you're doing your own thing, it is really easy to get caught up in thinking about having all these things to make it better. But at the end of the day, it's all about the art, right? Mm. Without the art, there's no need for all the rest of it. So... It can sound really overwhelming. I've been in that place before as well. Even when it comes down to having a studio space, Brittany's that I just walked by out in the street, sorry to go off track a little bit, but she's now got this studio space that she's always wanted and she came to us last week and she was like, I don't know where to start. Mm. Like, where do we go from here? It's fine to have this gallery space and it's fine to have the studio and, and all these things that make the artist look the part, but without the inspiration and motivation to actually do the artwork and create, What's the point of having it all, you know? So, and I'm and backtracking to what you were just saying then. I've spent the best part of 10 years creating the, the brand that is Mitch Revs and all the fun things that we get to do. But without all the hard work that came with it at the start and the learning and all those things, we wouldn't be there. So, I guess that's part of this podcast is to 
have people take things away from our stories and how we've got to the point that we're both at because, you know, we've both been doing this for a long time and hopefully give them in, an insight and make it not seem as scary as it as it can be. So, having said that, I would imagine one of the feelings that Brittany's having is creative overwhelm, right? Like, we set these goals to have these certain things, studio space to feel and look the part, and a lot of the time we set these arbitrary goals to here, and once we get there, we'll have a certain feeling, but what usually comes along is an overwhelm and then a creative resistance that comes with it. Totally. And one of the things that I've noticed about you is that you just get shit done. I know through all of my time on the internet and talking and having conversations like this that it doesn't matter if you're painting, it doesn't matter if you're a parkour athlete or you're working in accounting, we all experience this feeling of overwhelm and then a resistance. How do you work through that? Because there's stuff that we had a logo come in the other day for a brand we're collaborating with and you walked in and you said, I'll do that this afternoon. You went out, you came back and you did it. For sure. What's your process there? Is that something that you naturally have or have you learned that that's the best way to get done? Like how does Mitch Rebs feel about creative resistance? Look, it's always different. When you're on, you're on, right? Um, And I think that goes for a lot of people. My advice for a situation like that, how Brittany's feeling at the moment, is to just let yourself feel that way. Like if you have the blockage, let yourself feel like you've got the blockage. I think when the resistance comes of you having that feeling and then you're fighting it, you'll see the art comes from the wrong place. Mm. You know, your work will look different. And I've seen that firsthand with previous exhibitions that I've had. All you have to do is look at the chaotic artwork that came out of Reflections as opposed to All in a Year, my previous body of work. You can see it in the colours. You can see it in the just the landscape itself. It's There's a total difference in the vibe that I was set and that wasn't intentional. It's my surroundings, it's the people that I'm surrounded by and all the feelings that come with it. But I think at the end of the day, when making art, you need to listen to your body because that's where your creativity is coming from. Brittany's having these feelings at the moment, she should just let it be. And I think my advice to her was when she came in the other day was stop thinking about the visual aspect of the studio. I can tell that it's overwhelming because you have this space that you're now paying for. You walk in there, there's white walls and you're like, all right, it doesn't look like a studio yet. Yeah. You want it to look like a studio though. You know, you want the paint tins that are spilt over and the trail marks that walk back and forth the floor. All these things like Pinterest boards and stuff, you want it to look messy and you want it to look like you, but that takes time. That takes years, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think- For anyone that has that same issue, whether it be their home studio, whether they're working out of their laundry, whether they have a small room in their house, is don't make it about the environment. That will come naturally. Just make it about the art and find yourself. You need to connect with yourself and take a couple of deep breaths. Um, Mm. Tone back on the coffee. I do that a lot. Too much coffee. I'm going for my third coffee of the day, but (laughs) we'll never say never. But, you know, no, I think it's really important to just listen to your inner self. And um, we see that a lot on social media these days, too, not with art, but with everything. I think um, a lot of people just need to slow down and maybe don't tap into what other people are doing and just do you because art is very much like that. You need to create your own path, not follow what everyone else is doing. Wow. Really good advice. It's advice for me, too, because I'm 
I'm I'm the first person to get ahead of myself and have those feelings, you know. Mm. So I'm going to take something away from that too. I'm constantly learning off myself and learning from you and everyone that's around me. And I think that's why it's important to surround yourself with positive people. And that's what we're trying to do in the gallery. So hopefully this podcast, people can take things away from it. My idea of this podcast was to have a compilation of short stories that people could join in on the journey mm. and then take things away from it to better their creative self. And yeah, there's going to be hurdles along the way, but it's going to make you who you are as an artist and person. So, How does your art talk? Email sean at mitchrevs.com. What really hit for me with what you were saying there is, is don't fight the feeling because I'm someone who I would say that my biggest obstacle was my own self-doubt. For sure. And I would say that it's, uh, yeah, it really was something that I had to do the process or do the work around to learn that I am enough. And then when these things are happening, it's not a reflection of me not being good enough. If someone reacts badly to me, it's usually their own shit that For they're sure. reacting with. But I always made it about me to the extent that I really let that affect my ability to do the thing that I wanted to do and which was for me was parkour so I'd create all these stories about you know I was around some of the the best athletes in the world like three of my four five core team I was the average of the five people I hung around the most and I surrounded myself with not like top tier athletes the three best (laughs) athletes in the world but because I just wasn't as good as them I made that about me instead of a lot of the time learning from them and it was always this inner battle and there's a part of me that feels like maybe I didn't get as far as I could have, but it was all this negative dialogue. But if I just had that ability to just let go and not judge myself based on my own judgment, I think I would have had a, a much smoother of a ride and overall would have enjoyed those experiences a bit better. I did then do the work and I learned that and having that ability to step back sometimes and go, okay, I'm feeling this way and it's okay to feel this way. I definitely navigate through the world in a much more healthy way these times. So, I really, that hit really hard when you said that just then. Yeah, for sure. I think that's common in all of us though too, yeah. Sean. It's, um, we all try and be the best version of ourselves, and people are doing it the wrong way. They're looking at other people to see what they can be doing to make themselves like them and that's just social media. So, we can't hide that. That's in front of us every day take what you will from that well you just said an interesting then that's social media and i feel like so much of people's anxiety is fed through the comparison you know and as an artist where you're making work and there is an aspect to it where we perceive that there's a response that we want to validate whether that's a good or a bad piece of art right like you put it out there and if it gets 10 likes or if it got 400 likes we're gonna make that mean something for ourselves so the point i'm trying to make here is how do you not compare yourself to other people within that space oh man i think it's just time yeah it really is and like i'd be lying if i say that i don't still the only difference is that when i compare myself to someone else it's not the art specifically it's their drive i love seeing people that are ambitious and motivated and that's what i feed off and that's what keeps me hungry you know like the people that i follow on instagram are people that are I'm surrounding myself with essentially. They're the Mm. people that are going to pull me through those times when I'm feeling uninspired. And I hope people do the same with me because the reason for social media for me is not to make people feel any less than I am. Mm. It's to make them feel a part of it and community and all those things that, you know, that art should be about. I'd hate to think that people are kind of looking at what we do and going, oh, we want to be doing that as well. It's about encouraging and and trying to help people along the way. And that's what I'm most passionate about anyway. Well, there's one piece here that I think I would like to share, and that's the difference between a, a scarcity mindset and an abundance mindset. And 
I think the scarcity mindset artists will think that if someone else is being successful, it means that they can't be successful as well. And then if they're winning, you can't win. And then that abundance mindset, which I definitely feel like I have these days and I see radiate from you with the makers and creators space, the decked out boards and beers, like it really well decked out. Essentially, it's about giving back to the next generation that is that abundance mindset so i think that that's something worth mentioning that there is a way for other people to win and for us to win as well yeah for sure i'm, I'm back on that yeah awesome art talk with mitch revs and sean wood paying us a five-star review on itunes Well, I reckon um, we covered a fair bit of ground and we didn't even, we just jumped straight into it. We didn't yeah. even have a conversation before the, the podcast. Yep. Yep. And here we are. It was <laughs> funny we- last week, Sean's like, hey, should we, um, should we, should we do a podcast? And, and I was like, all right, here we are. And this is going to be an incredible journey. I love it. I love it. It's going to be great. And um, yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> If you've made it this far, what are you doing with your life? Go and give us a five-star review on iTunes.